0: The Arizona Cardinals select Tyler Murray,
1: and the 2019 Offensive Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray.
0: <laughs> this year's Most Valuable Player, Lamar Jackson. back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankle. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Established Past podcast, presented by uh, Clutch Points and our friends at Bet Online. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host Dylan Reagan, and we're back for another exciting episode. And uh, because we love the odds so much, uh, we have decided to go back to them here uh, as we look ahead to some of the awards for the 2020 season in the NFL. And who else are we going to go to? For those awards, then our friends at Bet Online and Dylan, we decided uh, after we decided to go through all the uniforms, we figured we'd dive into the awards <laughs> and see maybe uh, if any of those new uniforms were going to help or hurt uh, some of these teams' chances uh, when it came to figuring out uh, if they were going to be able to win some of these awards, some of these players, excuse me. Um, so let's start, uh, I guess, looking at some of these. Uh, we kind of went over this before, but. We're going to go with six different categories here uh, with uh, the awards, but we're not just going to pick the favorites because that would be boring. Uh, We're going to pick the ones who we see as sleeper picks. And Dylan, as we went through these before we started recording, uh, some of these a bit harder than others when it comes to trying to convince yourself uh, that some of these guys maybe in the middle of the pack in terms of the odds uh, are going to have a chance to win these awards. Yeah, just based
1: historically on how a lot of these awards are given, for example, MVPs almost always being quarterbacks, defensive players of the year, at least lately have been guys racking up sacks. So it kind of minimizes your list and rookie of the year even, too. As we get through those, you'll see kind of trends. So you you might think one odd uh, looks great, but then, you know, even if the guy has great numbers, just historically some of those guys of those positions aren't winning the awards. So, yeah, a lot harder to find the sleeper picks. But, you know, if you just put a few bucks on one, a couple of these and they have a you know somewhat of a chance to hit so we're just trying to find at least some of the value uh that's we, i know we've kind of gone through the same thing on the for teams in general but for the, some of these player awards it's fun to track guys that who knows they might be in your fantasy team if not you'll have a another reason to root for them even if you're already rooting against them on your fantasy league.
0: yeah well the nfl is an offensive league now right so let's start uh, with the offense and we go to The Offensive Rookie of the Year Award, because uh, this is one that, you know, it's always fun to look at. We know that a lot of offensive players usually take in uh, various uh, prominent spots in the NFL draft. And uh, we look ahead to some of these people. Now, obviously, because we're making sleeper picks here, we're not going to pick the favorite, which is uh, undoubtedly Joe Burrow right now, who has (laughs) the best odds. According to Bet Online, uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper down, Dylan. And you know, we've talked about this. And when it comes to these offensive awards, the quarterbacks usually are going to find a way to reign supreme here. And I mean, we mm-hmm. know the quarterbacks we're looking at uh, that are going to have the most attention. That's Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert. Um, but it's interesting to look at some of these other odds and see what maybe stands out. I think for me, and we talked about this. I think Justin Herbert is the one that has the lowest odds of this trio, mm-hmm. and really, I mean, it's sixteen to one. Probably as far down as I would go because after that, you know, you've got Henry Ruggs a little bit behind Herbert. Uh, obviously, there are some you know unknowns with him now based yeah. on the off-season uh, freak injury that he had. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, he's in that. 40 or not 49ers, Buccaneers uh, offense. And so, of course, that's going to be a lot of uh, stats to go around, but I don't know that that's going to be enough uh, for him, you know, to put up enough numbers to win this award. I think for me, and looking at our odds here. Uh, Justin Herbert probably as far down as I'm willing to go on a sleeper pick.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm maybe going to go a little bit more for a running back because, you know, compared to uh, the MVP where it's almost always a QB, you have a little more of a chance with – some of the RBs, some of the guys from the last few years that have won it are Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, yeah. just because I think, you know, as we talked about the learning curve for running backs when they get to the NFL is not as high as it often as for quarterback. And the, the opportunities are usually a little more abundant than a lot of QBs that beyond Joe Burrow, we're not really sure, you know, how much of field Justin uh, Herbert will even see. And, Two Woods, obviously only fifth on this list, so probably not low enough for us to go with Tim's a sleeper as well. So I'm, it's not really too far down the list, I guess. It's, the issue with all these running backs, a lot of these guys are on teams that are already fairly well established uh, with the guys they already have in place, um, with DeAndre Swift and with Detroit, and obviously he's not going to just uh, take away every all those carries. And same with J.K. JK Dobbins. Uh, we'll see what happens with Mark Ingram and all the running backs they have in Baltimore. So it's it's tough. Uh, I like. I and as much as I say that, uh, you know, you'd think maybe some of these receivers are decent value picks, but historically that's not the case. I think the last guy the uh, only receiver in the last decade to win is Odell. so you're you're looking at some of the big numbers we saw from like AJ Brown last year, and it still just isn't enough always to surpass uh, QBs and running backs who are going to be getting a lot more opportunities and usually going to have bigger numbers. I was hoping Cam Akers would be farther down this list for the Rams, but he has tied for the third-best odds with Jonathan Taylor, so that's a tough one for me. Uh, So, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to go all the way down the list. I was looking at A.J. Dillon, but I do not think he's going to get the opportunity to take away many carries from Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So, I get like I, I just talked about. How I'm not going to pick a receiver, but you might want to go in that Justin Jefferson yeah. kind of range, and just if he really has a huge breakout year for the Vikings and just fills in perfectly uh, for Stefan Diggs, and you got the narrative on his side. Same with uh, Rugs in Vegas. I think that has that potential. So I think those are decent picks. I don't know if I would go with Herbert just because I don't know how much we're going to see of him on the field. Maybe a really. Far down one, and this is probably my UCLA bias. Joshua Kelly with the Chargers, if you know, if Austin Eckler has any sort of injuries. Now that Melvin Gordon's gone, yeah. he's probably going to be getting a ton of uh, opportunities. The offensive line, they definitely have improved it with Herbert coming in, uh, trying to build for when he's actually on the field. So maybe that's like a really big shot in the dark that I would take with Josh Kelly at plus sixty six hundred, but. Otherwise, yeah, it's uh, it's slim Pickens on this list uh, beyond the top uh, four or five guys.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because of Herbert. I, I think of it as, well, what if, you know, when, if they decide to put him out there? I think he's got a cast to the point to where, like, I mean, he's got a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, if you think about who all they have out there. And so maybe yeah. that's something that would boost him up a little bit. Uh, but I'm with you. I think Justin Jefferson's kind of that long shot, uh, maybe a little further down at 28-1. to 1. Are we saying we're not going with Jordan Love at 50-1? to 1? Like, are, <laughs> are the Packers not trading Aaron Rodgers or, or what? Is he actually going to gonna be on the field there?
1: Or? Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking the chance on that. <laughs> now, but, you know, injuries happen. Not that, yeah. you know, hopefully nothing happens. But Rodgers has had a few uh, these past seasons where you've seen guys like Scott Tolzien and uh, there's all these other backups that have come in Brett Humley at certain times. When he's had injuries, so that's that's really the only way I see Jordan Love having an opportunity. But at that point, I'm sure the odds would drastically change in his favor. I'm not I'm not betting on on someone like Aaron Rodgers getting injured. That'd be a pretty bad thing to, to be having money on the line with.
0: Yeah, yeah, not gonna do that. Um, all right, those are the offensive rookie of the years, defense for the rookie of the year. A lot more possibilities probably uh, in terms of uh, Chase Young is the, the betting favorite right now. No surprise there. Isaiah Simmons second. Patrick Queen is third. Um, but this one, as we, we say a little bit more wide open and gives you a lot more options. I think, you know, based on probably some of the recent, uh, winners and all that, you want guys that are going to be able to find sacks and, and certainly, uh, you know, rack up a lot of tackles and, and that kind of thing. I think Javon Kinlaw 25 to one, Derek Brown, 25 to one, those are mm-hmm. the two guys specifically I'm looking at and saying, if you really want, I mean, these are two guys who went very high in the draft. Um, and so you, you look at Derek Brown, I mean, he's going to step into a situation where, I mean, look, he's, he's going to have to be someone that puts up yeah. a lot of numbers for that defensive to be successful. And then Ken law, you know, steps into a situation where he's on a great team and, you know, that may be something ultimately that cancels him out in terms of, uh, the numbers and all that. But, uh, I think those two probably pretty decent bets there It's I don't even know if you can classify them as full uh-huh. sleepers, but if you want to yeah. go down a little bit, I mean, I guess those are some options there.
1: Yeah, they're far enough down the list. I think you're you're on point there. I, I just, I'm just a little concerned. I think Derek Brown can have a phenomenal season. I just don't know about numbers-wise, uh, like in, in the traditional stats that the Rookie of the Year and all these awards are based off of, if you'll put up those kind of numbers. Yeah. Uh, I think his impact for one of the worst run defenses in the NFL will be immense. And if, uh, you know, from an advanced stat point of view, from a Football Focus point of view, maybe he'll be the best rookie defender. But when it comes to the award, you have to put up numbers. A lot of the corners that have won, uh, you know, whether they had uh, you know pretty good seasons or not, they ended up racking up usually pretty high levels of uh, interceptions. And then same for the um, some of the ends, of the, the Bosa brothers have both won in 2016 and 2019, racking up a lot of sacks and having an impact rushing, uh, impact rushing the passer. So for me. That's, that's the only reason with, with those two guys where I'm, I feel like they're going to be so focused on just doing the little things and the dirty work where it's not going to show up. Um, you look at a guy that might benefit a little bit from Kinlaw with that would be Caleb on chase on. I know we talked about yeah. him before with his uh, plus 2,800, so 28 to one odds there. It's not a bad pick if he got, you know, if he racked up more sacks and just even if, it's, if he has a lot of pressures, he could still have a great season. But if he just actually gets those sack numbers, he could have a chance to challenge the guys at the top, the one that I think is a tough one is uh, from the top of the list. Uh, outside of Chase I mean Isaiah Simmons, so I think both of those guys are make sense there at the top. As much as I'm excited for uh, Patrick Queen in Baltimore, it's difficult uh, for a linebacker also to have the immediate impact. Darius, I mean, unless you have a Darius Leonard-type season, which you could have, um, that's a that's a tough one. And any of the linebackers, it's a little tougher for me. And then the one guy that's not too far down the list, uh, Jeff Okuda, uh, plus uh, your 25 to one odds for the third overall pick, and for a corner who I think can he has the potential to have a, kind of a Marcus Peters type or Marshawn Lattimore season when those guys won defensive rookie of the year, just rack up some picks and constantly going to be guarding the the, the number one uh, receiver on the other side. He's going to have a tough matchup. But if he's able to stay on the field and actually, you know, get the better of some of those guys, I think he's a he's a decent bet down the list out here.
0: Yeah, there's, there's ones, like we said, I think if you're looking around, I think there's a lot more options in terms of which way this one could go. Because, you know, if you just assume that maybe it's not one of those guys at the top, uh, still, there's a lot of good probably value in the middle there with some of these mm-hmm. guys who could be. You know, kind of the anchors for their defense in one way or the other. It's just a matter of it's all about the stats and seeing uh if you yeah. put up the stats uh, to be able to do it there. So uh those are some options there. Let's look at the uh, comeback player of the year. So we get out of the rookie category Look at the guys who potentially could have big seasons as the comeback player of the year. We were kind of uh, looking at some of these, and, and they're kind of just interesting how they're they're slotted here. But uh, one that we had to just have a good laugh about, and of course our our friends at Bet Online, they they like to give us a good laugh sometimes too. Eli Manning's down there uh, as an option. <laughs> so uh, if you really want to to go outside the box, if you really want to be a sleeper here, uh, Eli Manning is an option on the board. I don't think I'm going to go that route. Um, Dylan, I look at these, and I mean, there are some interesting ones like Antonio Brown's on there. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson, someone probably going to come back, play a significant role in the Eagles' mm-hmm. offense. Um, I don't think I would be picking Alshon Jeffrey since we know the Eagles don't like him. Apparently, Um, <laughs> who knows when he could get traded? But then again, that may be a good thing for him. Uh, He could put up better numbers elsewhere. I think the one that stands out for me, um. And again, you could go several ways here, and, and maybe it's an offensive player, maybe it's a defensive player. The ones at the top are Ben Roethlisberger has the best odds. Rob Gronkowski is the yeah. second best. J.J. Watt is the third. Uh, A.J. Green's also fourth in there. I think that's notable, considering that honestly, I think mm-hmm. A.J. Green just has a—I don't want to say just a, an average season, but like if he has an above-average season, I think he's got a probably pretty good shot mm-hmm. at it, just because of you know his history there. And if the Bengals win more games and they have some type of success. I think Miles Garrett, not a bad choice at twelve to one uh here because we do expect him, you know, to kind of be the guy that, that anchors things on the defense there for the Browns. Um and considering I mean, I guess in a sense in terms of the comeback player and all that, I mean it's not as though he missed an entire season. Um, you know, it's just one mm-hmm. of those one of those interesting ones I guess, but I don't know. This is another one where there's lots of good options. If Antonio Brown all of a sudden came back, stayed with someone the entire season, sure, you could see Antonio Brown winning this. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, these are all pretty big guesses based on who's going to be where, uh, who's going to star in there, and that's why I think for me, I'm more willing to go with a guy that I know is probably going to be plugged in as a top, you know, usage type of guy on their team. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Cam Newton's ahead of Miles Garrett, and I think I would easily probably pick Miles Garrett over Cam Newton right now.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one because this is such a narrative-based award compared uh, yeah. along with when we get to the coach of the year. I think probably the two biggest where narrative plays a huge role in it last year, Ryan Tannehill, obviously his story in the Titans' rise was pretty huge. And you look at other years when after Jordy Nelson and Keenan Allen had their uh, respective ACL tears, they came back, had great seasons. So you really – that's why, yeah. Narrative wise, no one's going to beat Antonio Brown if he's if he signs somewhere and has a, a season that's even like not even you know maybe not on his level of his best seasons, but if he gets like a close to a thousand yards, like he, it's going to be really hard to beat that storyline. So Matt, even though uh, we don't, he's not on the team, and that's not even it's very far off from now. That's one guy that's further down this list at twenty two to one. Where I might take a chance. I I thought Derwin James was a, a good one when we were talking before the podcast, but my only concern is. I don't know, just narrative-wise, if he's going to be have enough. He could have a fantastic season um, after going down with the injury last year, but uh, I just don't know if there's going to be enough on the narrative-wise unless the Chargers are just insanely good on defense for him to win it. So that, that's one that I might think about. You mentioned Deshaun Jackson, mentioned Miles Garrett, and these guys that we think are going to be on the field and I know just – Deshaun's odds are a lot better than Miles, is uh, where we expect Miles to have a, a big impact. So that he maybe has the, the closest narrative like arc here compared to Antonio Brown in terms of something crazy happening, and uh, but at least we know where he's going to be and has an impact to have a really good season. So if he's you know if he's on a, a top five defensive player, then yeah, sure, come back to the Player of the Year is out of the question. He's going to have to have a really fantastic season for that to happen. But otherwise, top of the list, like you said, I mean, Big Ben is the easy one. I think Gronk might be a little bit high just because I don't know how much the Bucks are going to really emphasize using him in, yeah. in the regular season when they have so many tight ends to work with. AJ Green obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, I know Baker there plus a 750. That's a decent one if the Browns are able to, uh, you know, put last year in the past and have a good season. But yeah, overall. I think I think I might just put a couple bucks on Antonio Brown and just let <laughs> it ride, just because if he does if he does sign somewhere, he has a decent chance. I mean, we saw in the the one game that he played last year, he looked like he was uh, uh ready to for the challenge. Um, I know it's a whole other year removed, but I could see him if he actually is able to you know stay with a team, actually putting up numbers, and at that point, he's got the storyline
0: on his side. Well, the one we didn't mention, get your money out, put it on the table. Andy Dalton, 33-1. to Jack's going (laughs) to hold out the entire year. Andy Dalton's going to step in and uh, lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. Easy pick for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. So uh, there you go you really want to get wild with it, there's there's your scenario and that would be a narrative right there. If you want a narrative, yes. uh, that's it. But uh, of course, we're talking about all these odds and they do come from our friends over at BetOnline. Uh, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag Sports slowly making their way back. Even baseball now, Dylan, seems to be coming back. Uh, we'll see though on that. I'm not going to, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm not sure yet. Uh, conflicting reports on baseball, yes. but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on the next episode. But BetOnline, and leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Plus, if you're looking for something else other than sports, Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. All you gotta do is visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BlueWire for a free welcome bonus. That's one word: BlueWire. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, that takes us to our next award, which is uh, the Coach of the Year. And uh, this is another one that, uh, Dylan, as you pointed out before we came on, a lot of these guys who have already won it um, Mm -hmm. may be harder to to get the award here. This is the AP Coach of the Year uh, for the season. And so, you know, there are guys who have already won it that may find themselves in a spot where it's harder to win. I think a couple of the ones uh, that we look at here, and, of course, the one that stood out to me right away was John Harbaugh, who is all the way down at 25 to one, but because, uh, you know, he is a recent winner here. um, It may be harder for him to win it again. So that's why you can understand when it comes to those odds, why he may be a little bit lower Um, some of the others, I think around that mark, uh, maybe Mike Tomlin's at 28 to one. I think Mm -hmm. if the Steelers, you know, were to make the playoffs, I think he would be uh, obviously in the running. I'd feel pretty good about that one. Um, if you really go down a bit further, like Sean Payton's at 30 to one, he's actually pretty far down this list. Um, but that could be one just, I mean, you know, obviously if the Saints were 14 to two or 15 or, I mean, if they were the best team in the league, I think it'd be hard not to give it to him um but if you go by teams that maybe we expect to to take a big jump forward listen our Miami Dolphins here 25 <laughs> to 1 Brian Flores uh if all of a sudden things click for the Dolphins they play in what could very well be the worst division in in the NFL um maybe not all that outlandish to look at Brian Flores as an option there at 25 I really actually I like yeah. some of these options 25 to 1. Like you've got Doug Peterson at 25 to 1. Um, you know, the Eagles, I think I have more concerns about than you do, but still. Um, mm-hmm. I think Brian Flores, 25 to 1. Uh, Mike Tomlin, 28 to 1. Those are probably the two, if we go on further down there, that are kind of standing out to me as sleeper picks.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, for John Harbaugh, it's going to be tough because he won it last year, and how are you going to really improve off that regular season? And even though, uh, like you said, with Sean Payton, they could have the best record, the Saints in the NFC, and but they've been thirteen and three the last couple of years. I just don't know. Uh, it's usually again just like the, the last award. These these are so narrative based, and you usually have to jump. It's not even based on how good of a coach you are. Obviously, if that was the case, Belichick would have far more than three of these awards in his career, yeah. um, it's always based on, you know, taking a team that won X amount of games and winning a lot more. When you look at when Sean McVay won the award, the Rams went from four wins to 11. The Bears went maybe in 2018. I, I don't remember how many wins they had in 2017, but going 12-4 and four with that team, obviously a huge step up. So you could see uh, in the second highest, or tied actually with Belichick for the best odds here. And I think this is one year where Belichick, it does make sense where he ha- could have a chance with the narrative. If the Pats make the playoffs, um, without Tom Brady. He, that might be kind of like, a here's an award for all the years, but you've probably deserved it. But nonetheless, you made it work with this team. I, I, I do see him being the favorite up there, making sense. And then also Bruce Arians, where the Bucks, going from whatever they, you know, missing the playoffs every year since, I believe, 2008, to possibly having one of the better offenses in the NFL. So those two at the top are going to be tough for me to compete with narrative-wise um, if both teams make the playoffs. But after that, it, you mentioned Brian Flores. I, I mentioned him to you I know before the podcast and I while well, I would like to think that if the Dolphins went eight and eight he'd have a shot that's only a three win improvement and the last guy that, that didn't win ten games I, going down the list of historically was Jimmy Johnson taking the I think the one in fifteen Cowboys and going seven and nine so you would have to really <laughs> it's not that easy so I mean that would be if. Maybe if Zach Taylor here yeah. at plus, uh, plus yeah. 3,300, if he was able to take the, the the Bengals after winning just a couple games and getting up to like seven, eight wins, I think that would be the one. Whereas Brian Flores, I think the Dolphins have to make the playoffs. So if they make the playoffs, which is, you know, with an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, record isn't out of the question, then maybe you got that narrative for him um other guys in the in the mix here i guess anthony Wynn if, if you have philip rivers leaving if the chargers get to the playoffs he could have a good storyline i think either the rams are just a, you know good enough last year at nine and seven for it to be difficult if they get back for mcveigh to win it uh matt rule is one i, I know what we talked about beforehand i just don't think the, the panthers are going to take that significant of a jump as much as you'd like to think he could have a huge immediate impact on mcveigh or shanahan and those kind of guys so if i'm yeah I don't know, man. But I I might just take a take a a flyer, like you said, on Flores, or even a couple on Zach Taylor. Going further down the list, John Gruden also pretty far down at uh, 40 to one. I think that's not a terrible one. Another team that could be in the mix: Vic Fangio at 25 to one. There's just a lot of teams that didn't make the postseason that we're excited about. And it's just a matter of one of these teams taking that jump of like four or five plus wins. And then that's the guy with the best storyline who's going to end up winning the award.
0: I like Mike Tomlin here. I think the more I look at it, I'm, I feel good about this one. I think their defense is going to be so good. We don't, we don't know about yeah. their offense, but I, I, I may take a chance on that one. Mike Tomlin, not too bad mm-hmm. there at 28 to one. Um, so I don't, I don't think he's won it either. So maybe that's uh we'll see. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe that works out for him in his favor. So, um all right defensive player of the year this is another one that's kind of I don't want to say boring but this is one where it's like look I mean we know who the favorite is like it's it's pretty obvious Aaron Aaron Donald's the favorite uh you've got Nick Boza behind him you got J.J. Watt the Watt brothers J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt both have the same odds um so and then Khalil Mack right behind them so I mean you know this is one where it's it's just going to be hard to they probably go further down here and just convince yourself that some of these other guys are going to win it. I mean, even, you know, we talked about Miles Garrett being a come, come, comeback player of the year. Like, he's not actually uh-huh. too far down the defensive player of the year here at 18-1. to 1. So, I don't know. This is one, honestly, of all of these categories, this is the toughest one for me because it's just like I look around and I just don't know. I'm not convincing myself that there are any great sleeper picks when it comes to the defensive uh-huh. player of the year. Um, you know, I threw out just some random crazy ones like, you know, in that 33 to 1 range, you've got Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams, uh, Jack mm-hmm. Barretts in there. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, like there's there's intriguing ones, but at the same time, numbers-wise, I just I mean, come on. Is, is anyone going to be able to match Aaron <laughs> Donald? Are they going to be able to match Nick Bosa, maybe JJ Watt if he plays the full season like even, even T.J. Mack. Yeah, like even Khalil Mack, too. Like, it's just, it's hard to see. And I know Stefan Gilmore is the sixth one on there. and We know, I mean, he's someone that, that has had, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. th- this is a tough one. Yeah, I mean,
1: you need, I mean, the reason Stephon Gilmore won last year is basically because, you know, you have obviously yeah. J.J. being out for so long and Aaron Donald, while still dominant, didn't have the same numbers as the previous two seasons when he won the award. So you have to have that kind of setup. Like, it's so dependent on those guys, even though they're going to, we we know what we're getting with those guys, pass rusher and the, these guys on the line are some of the easiest guys to predict production from. But that doesn't mean the numbers themselves are always going to be so high. You still need a little luck. Teams are going crazy double teaming you. It's so there's so many other factors that can you know you can have a ton of pressures, but teams are going to constantly be changing their game plans around you. You might not rack up those numbers. So that's the only reason those you know those five that you mentioned at the top. Might not win the award, so you you need that kind of setup again. And I don't know if we're going to get that again this year. I don't know if all yeah. all of those guys aren't going to put up bigger numbers. Um, but I, I guess if you wanted to put someone that could have a Stefan Gilmore type season and have the same kind of scenario where this team is has one of the best defenses in the NFL and those guys don't put up huge numbers and they're just like, well, we're going to give them the award. Maybe Tredavious White at twenty eight to one yeah. could be one there for Buffalo. Um, I but after that, I mean, there's. It's historically again an award that's uh, almost all guys racking up sacks. Uh, there's some corners and some, you know, you know some great seasons from guys like Troy, Troy Paul when he won the award. But you know, otherwise it's it's difficult to go out on this list. You need someone that's going to rack up a ton of sacks. And I mean, maybe she, she, we'll see how great Chase Young is off <laughs> the the top. He's a 50 to one there. Um, I mean, he could have a pretty big impact early. We saw last year with Nick Mosa going from, you know, obviously winning defensive player, the rookie of the year, but also having a really dominant season where he was considered for the defensive player of the year award. Maybe Chase Young could replicate that, keep Ohio State's, uh, and, you know lineage of these great pass rushers going. I think you made a good point with Jalen Ramsey. He's kind of in that same um, that same grouping I put with Travis White, just these corners that are elite that could put up better numbers than they might in the regular season combined with those top guys not having fantastic years. maybe. I mean Von Miller's a little bit further down this list at twenty to one. He'd have to replicate some of his uh previous great seasons. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a tougher list to crack for me because it just, it seems like one of those five guys is going to hit, uh, one of those guys is going to rack up like 18 sacks and it's going to be really hard not to give them the award.
0: Yeah. It's tough to pick one of the, you know, someone other than those five for the defensive, uh, player of the year award. It's also tough to pick anyone other than a quarterback for the MVP <laughs> award. And of course we've been building up to this one because this is the one that, that everyone wants to look at. Um, Dylan, you've got the stat here on, uh, the quarterbacks who have won this award. Why don't we just go through that first? Because then that it's probably going to make people understand why when we make our sleeper picks that it's really hard to pick someone (laughs) other than a quarterback when it comes to this award.
1: Yeah, in the last, from 2007 through 2019, there's only been one running back that's won the award. It's Adrian Peterson. Every single other player has been quarterback. And then before that, you had a couple of years where Sean Alexander and LT won it in the mid 2000s. And uh, you had a, a series of years, four straight seasons, actually five straight seasons before that, where it was quarterback. So it's, and as the game has evolved to more of a passing league, uh, it's not really surprising. So it is difficult to pick anyone but a quarterback. And yeah, as as we go through this list, uh, it's basically I think the first uh Christian McCaffrey is the first running back or non-quarterback off the yeah. board. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen quarterbacks listed
0: ahead of <laughs> him. So there you go. So you have the, the top thirteen in this uh odds here is is a quarterback. And you said Christian McCaffrey is the next one, and, and then just to show you how far this is. Like, after Christian McCaffrey, the guy who has the same odds as Christian McCaffrey when it comes to regular season MVP is Drew Locke, who, look, we think the Broncos are going to be better, but, like, Drew Locke mm-hmm. having the same MVP, you know, <laughs> odds as Christian McCaffrey, that's that's something. Like, that's notable. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, Drew Locke, it's uh, Matt Ryan, Jared Stidham, Jimmy Garoppolo, Phillip Rivers, and then... You've got the reigning Russian champion, Derrick Henry, all the way down at 50-1. to 1. So that kind of tells you that uh, it's it's probably going to be one of these quarterbacks. So I guess, Dylan, look, if we go with the non-quarterback group, we say it's just going to be one of those years where, you know, just insane stats. As you said before we started recording, I mean, Derrick Henry would be an obvious choice other than the fact that do we really expect him to replicate those numbers? And, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't win it last year with the numbers he had, but we know what he was going up against. Um, and that could, once again, be the problem when it comes to these numbers. Uh, Zeke has the same odds as him. They're both at 50-1. to 1. Uh, If you go on down, Saquon Barkley the same. He's at 50-1. to 1, And then you've got a tier below that that I just I don't think you're touching at all. Um, mm-hmm. I guess of the quarterbacks that aren't the obvious ones, like, I, I mean, I'm not going anywhere near Deshaun Watson uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. Josh Allen, no thanks. Um, ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> nope. Like, it's just, I, this is a tough one, man. Like, even, no, Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to put up the numbers. (laughs) Like, they're they're a running team. They're not going to put up the, I don't know. Like, let's say if you just had to pick one of these quarterbacks that aren't named Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, or Russell Wilson, those are the top three. So let's say if we just had to convince ourselves that it was going to be someone other than that, like, is it as easy as saying that it's probably Dak who's next in line? Well, I guess Dak, <laughs> yeah. Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, they all at 12-1. I, I don't know. Like, this is a tough one. I have no idea.
1: I, yeah, not really a sleeper here. This is going to be a, a kind of boring answer, but I feel like, and he's not that far down this list, but I... Uh, plus 2,200. Drew Brees has, yeah. has never won the award, obviously. If he has another fantastic season and the Saints again go 14-2 and and no other quarterback puts up insane numbers like Mahomes and uh, Lamar have the last couple of years, then maybe you could see him getting the award. That might be the, the safest bet. Deshaun Watson, I just, I'm worried that with his plus 2,500, I'm just worried about the pieces around him and him being able to put together a season that's really going to stand up with those top two and those top three, and I guess including Russell Wilson, all those guys, I mean, we expect them to put up similar numbers to last year. Obviously, Mahomes didn't have the same kind of production as 2018 numbers-wise, but by the end of the year was at full tilt, uh, arguably the best quarterback. So it's just a matter of guys not, you know, regressing just naturally because it's really hard to put up the the type of seasons uh, Mahomes did 2018 and Lamar last year consistently. Um, And, yeah, I mean, outside of the, like you said, the, the running backs and, How difficult it is. I think also of defensive players when Aaron Donald had in 2018 his historically insane season, uh, most uh, sacks by defensive tackle, and just all the things he did, and still to not, you know, to come up short. It just kind of proves why, you know, he's at uh here we are at 100-1, to one, and some of these other defensive players are even further down. It's just you could have one of the best defensive seasons ever, and at this point you're not going to win this award. And like you said, uh, I, I can't really even think about the running backs because McCaffrey's put up all these numbers year after year, but you know, he still has to do that and everything else has to fall in his favor. Same with Derrick Henry. It's really difficult to expect him year after year to put up just insane numbers. So, yeah, man, I the, the sleeper picks further down, like I said, I, I go with Drew Brees and – probably is my, my safest one on this list. It's not in that top little range. Aaron Rodgers is still a great pick, but I, I just don't know if he's going to have the narrative-wise, even if he has a great season. I think someone else will have a better narrative than him. He's already won the award. Um, it's it's real tough going down the list, though, beyond that. You're, we're not going to take Tannehill, I'm sorry, like as much as I I think I'm really high on San Hill and enjoy him. It's just tough to say, oh, he's going to put up MVP numbers in the offense that's so predicated on running the ball. Uh, we don't expect Joe Burrow or Tua to have rookie seasons that also include being in the MVP conversation. So, uh, crap. Yeah, man, yeah. it's 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 not easy. Um, But yeah, like I said, Drew Brees is probably my safest pick, that I can get away with saying he's a sleeper just because he's not in that top seven.
0: Yeah, a couple things worth noting here. Alvin Kamara, who we would say probably the best running back on one of the best offenses in the league, has the same odds as Cam Newton, who currently doesn't have a team. Um, So that shows (laughs) you the value of the running back versus the quarterbacks. Um, And Kamara has the same odds as Dwayne Haskins, which no offense to Dwayne Haskins, but I find it hard to see the Redskins putting up the types of numbers that will support an MVP uh, winner at quarterback. Yeah. And then, if you really want to get crazy, the bottom one on this list here, Taysom Hill at two hundred to one. Now, all things considered, I mean, listen, if he were to if he were to step in, you know, Breeze got injured, um, Jameis comes in, throws four interceptions in the first, you know, four passes, and then Taysom Hill takes over for the rest of the season. I mean, it's possible, but uh, that's uh, it's quite a scenario. Yeah. You know, Give me Taysom
1: Hill over Mitch Trubisky, who has twice as that's a good of odds.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mitch is on up there a bit, so that's maybe not bad uh, to look at. So, Phillip Rivers, I don't know. If the Colts just decide, you know what, we're just going to throw yeah. the ball 60 times a game. He could put up the numbers if they were to win the division, maybe get a top three seed uh possible mm-hmm. but uh I I don't necessarily see Philip Rivers role with the Colts being like what it was with the Chargers but uh could be wrong there but I I tend to think that it's going to look a little bit different but yeah I'm with you like I I don't know like I just don't like Christian McCaffrey is the only one if we just had to say you know if you're not going to pick a quarterback I think it's obvious you would pick Christian McCaffrey yeah. Um, I'm not going to pick Jarrett Stidham. Like, it's just, there's a lot of <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry, like we said, if you if you had to go running backs, I mean, I think you're probably picking Christian McCaffrey. That's probably the only route you would go in that he just has another insane season. Uh-huh. Uh, but even then, it's going to be one of the quarterbacks. And like you said, it's just kind of, eh, I don't know. That That's just, it's kind of boring, but... Right. You know, yeah, is what it I, is. I think some of these
1: quarterbacks down the list they're more likely to win comeback player of the year, like yeah. having a kind of Tannehill season. You just, it's just hard to get to that elite, elite, elite level with like those insane numbers. There's a reason you read the top, I mean, it's, it's not easy to break into that group. The fact that Kyler has is tied for the fourth best odds with. Dak and Brady shows you something in terms of what he was able to do as a rookie and some of the insane throws he made and what, how he's going to hopefully for their uh, for the Cardinals improve in their new offense. It's just difficult to break into that to that class. Um, yeah. I don't even know if Kyler would be considered by at this point to be really in that class overall as a QB, but nonetheless still MVP odds wise. So it's just yeah maybe you know if, if Stafford had a great year like maybe he could win comeback player of the year um some of these other guys but i yeah man uh, philip rivers even i guess could be in that conversation if the if the colts are really good but uh, even if yeah even if the colts like get a top two seed or whatever and philip rivers does in the same season i think it's more likely gets a comeback player of the year than really being considered an mvp top mvp candidate
0: so we say all that to say put your money on patrick Mahomes for lamar jackson like plain and (laughs) simple don't come on don't be crazy uh that's probably uh what it's gonna look like for the M V P award. So uh there you go. There are some sleeper picks. Uh we know it's still a long way from the start of the season, but uh trying to have some fun with these and as you can tell, at least at this point, uh it's hard to find, you know, know for sure who some of those picks are gonna be uh in that sleeper range, uh, without just completely um, drooling over the guys at the top at the, at the top of these odds just because they're so good. So uh, that's mm-hmm. what you look at uh, with some of these awards. But, uh, Dylan, uh, we've got a lot of stuff over at Clutch Points looking ahead to the season um, and trying to figure out what the season's going to look like. We still don't know for sure, but uh, we do have a lot of stuff going on there so that everybody know where they can find it.
1: Yeah, you can go know to clutchpoints.com to the NFL uh, section at the top of the page. All of our NFL content can be found there. The podcast as well, podcast articles, all that kind of stuff. And then in the Clutch Points app, you can follow your favorite teams. You can uh, look at all the trending headlines across everyone. Obviously no games yet, but eventually you can follow all the NFL games and hopefully, yeah, as you mentioned the MLB and NBA when they're back, all of that is also available in the app. And uh, yeah, we got, uh, you yeah, obviously finished our series on the, uh, the breakdowns by division. So yeah, I got some other things we're planning. So excited to go with i think we're going to look at some lists of major position of top 10 players and that kind of stuff a lot of a lot of time here before the uh season starts but yeah we'll we got more than enough things to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah for sure no doubt and uh, be sure to check all that stuff out and be sure as always to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use just search for it you can find it there and thanks as always too to find folks that uh bet online and blue wire for all that they do and thank you guys as always for listening we'll talk to you guys next time here on the establish the past podcast